you won the swim team? Swim team. Did I, did it, did it, I was on the drowning team. I felt like they had a lot of like nicknaming. Mm-hmm. Who had nicknaming? The high school, the swim team. Swim teams? Fuck yeah. swim team, guys. They're the worst. Swim, of, of all the high school jocks, not a swimmers thing. are the worst. Yeah, it is. They're their own weird culture. They get up at 4.30 in the morning and go to the fucking pool. I swim 20 miles before class, asshole. Yeah, fuck you, you raper. Wow. Right? Wow, that's a little rough. Wow. That's the polo team, bro. Lacrosse. Right, all polo. those, all all country club sports, all rich kid sports, fuck you. <laughs> Swimming is rich guys. It sports. is a rich guy sports. You're bitter. If you, I'm bitter, man. Yeah. I'm Where'd rock. you learn to sw- swim? At the Mount Lebanon <laughs> public yeah, pool in Mount Lebanon, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so did I. And I was I was thrown on a swim team as a child at like five and six, and that was embarrassing. No, that, was, that was never going to happen. I was so mad at my parents for making me jump in a pool and compete at swimming which i thought was so dumb because the point of being in a fucking pool is just to hang out not to try to get from here to there faster than that asshole fuck off are you ready to go i'm ready here we go well you got to play the Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the BrandoCast. It is finally happening. Me and the gentleman sitting across the table from me. What's wrong with your voice? Talking <laughs> my awesome punk rock voice. Is that what you call it? Adrian Winter is here. Adrian Winter, big time comedy writer. <laughs> Currently writing on. America's number one comedy. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I've gone to drama. How? What's happening uh, on this season of Grey's Anatomy? Oh, let's see. <laughs> I'm really torn because I <laughs> think I time. signed an NDA, probably. Oh, oh, okay. That's okay. Well, then let me ask, is McDreamy still on the show? No, long dead. Long dead. So there's no, no chance of bringing him this back. Is, no. Nope. <laughs> no. I, I suggested it day one, and they were like, hey, new guy, why don't you, why don't you, take, why don't you take five? <laughs> You're like, let's make this easy. Uh, can we bring back Dreamy so I can take lunch? <laughs> how, many, how many episodes of Grey's Anatomy did you have to watch before you, you uh, started writing on the show? I got... I, I probably did 50 to 80. Oh, my God. But I say that because I got good at, like, kind of zipping one. I mean, no disrespect for the show. Right. I literally couldn't do it. I had a month. Mm-hmm. So I basically just got to the point where I could really, I was like, God, yep, that story goes there. And then this, I was sort Understood. of learning the. But you binged it. I binged it. You understood. I binged it. Yeah. I cried, laughed. And you know that Ellen, like, pa- Ellen Pompeo is still on the show? Ellen Pompeo is still on the show? She is the show. She is the show. <laughs> She's gray. Is she gray? She's yeah. She, oh. <laughs> dude, this is, no. This is like, she Doctor Gray. Not, you're, you're now hosting a podcast about a show that you have never watched, never watched. and I have only barely written on. Okay. But her name so, is Doctor Gray. So anyone is who that loves the, that show is like, fuck these guys. And anyone who doesn't know that show is like, why, why am I listening to this? We've hit no demographic. Okay, but I'm, but her name is Doctor Gray. Thus, Gray's Anatomy. Yeah. I just learned and, something brand new. Well, you know there's a book, too. No, I this don't know gonna, this. Oh, my God. This is going to blow your mind. I'm so glad to be breaking this news. What's the book? It's, it's 50 called, Shades of Grey? Nope. It's called Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. And it's old school, like... Medical book? Yeah. It's oh, the okay. medical book. Oh, okay. Oh, I think Da Vinci okay. wrote it. So that's the secret of Shonda Rhimes' success. You just go, Grey's Anatomy book, Meredith show a lot of hot, hot young lady who's a doctor, Grey, go. <laughs> and you're on and you're on episode episode three hundred and fifty Good God. Twelve? Good God. I don't know. Does everyone get a car at the end of the season? That's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Those days are over, man. We are also here with super producer Richard Sheltinga. Shells! Yeah, <laughs> Shells. Did anyone ever call you Shells? Tings. You had to be Tings. Shell fingers. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, tough. No, weird. You have to fight your way out of that one. Not really. No. <laughs> he punched shells. Shells finger. What is shell that finger. Oh, shell fingers. Shell oh. fingers. Boo. All right, we're here at the Brando Cast now. Adrian and I. Full disclosure. Adrian and I have 
God, we have known each other for so very long. We have talked about podcasting for so very long. This gentleman across the table from me bought a goddamn microphone <laughs> and a did. setup that you could plug into a computer <laughs> because we were going to do that. And we did. One and it night. was, wasn't it called like the back porch hang or something, something? Yeah, we had a great name. This is like early days of podcasting. Do you, uh, you did one episode? Did we do one episode? We, no. <laughs> As a producer, you'll love this. Yeah. I recorded one episode. Yeah. And then I looked at, you know, yeah. it was like a three-hour, forty-five-minute. I was like, "How are you doing this out? Not yeah. doing that." Well, we can just upload it as a Brando cast. <laughs> just the whole. Thing. I believe that there was some cocktails had, and maybe some. Oh yeah, some uh, legalized um, substances in the state of California that enhance yeah comedic experiences for that. Yeah. Uh, you guys I drink. Think I- Oh, oh yeah. Well, the, it, the, my black hole is Betsy and Adrian's house. <laughs> There's really nowhere else that I drink except for here, uh-huh. in, in this undisclosed location with you and Amit, uh-huh. and Betsy and Adrian's house. And that house is like, bye bye. Every time I just pull up in the driveway, the house is like, hey, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna end up at Taco Bell tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't remember what happens in my house either? Nope. Okay, no, good. I do not. That makes no, two of but us. I'm very excited. But I'm very excited for you to play the game of the Brando cast. I love it. And as I'm you super know, super excited because the, the game changes. The game changes, but I'm going back. Oh, we are for you. I'm going back for you because usually what I do like to do is present someone a band that they might not know or right. not like. And you got them. I got have a, lot a strong my... feeling that you're going to have a reaction to oh this band. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> would, it really, would it really screw you over if I walked out, Richard? Could I, can I walk out? I think that would be great. Okay. Bye. This is over. <laughs> How do I make the sounds like... <laughs> Hey, where are we going? Hey, Adrian, come back! Uh, fuck it. <laughs> Seriously, no! Turn this, it off. We have lots of booze! Turn it off. We, have, this shit off. <laughs> we, have, we have so much booze! Alright, <laughs> I heard that. But so you seriously You don't want to hear about Steely Dan and American rock band founded in nineteen seventy two. I already have an objection. Objection. Objection, not a rock band. There are no distortion pedals in this music. No. This is not a rock band. <laughs> they, they are. Just You're go right. with just go with me. Alright. I'll go with Wikipedia. Okay. I'll trust okay. Wikipedia. Okay. Trust Wikipedia for two seconds. Alright. Because Wikipedia is also going I'm to present some tonight. I'm in there tonight. You're going to go on Wikipedia? I'm going in. Please do. Delete, 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 delete. Okay, so ready? Here we go. It's an American rock band from 72 by core members Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. They blended rock, jazz, Latin music, reggae, traditional pop, R&B, blues, and sophisticated studio production. Into a Weird, mild soup of garbage. (laughs) The band enjoyed critical and commercial success from the early 70s until their first breakup in 1981. Hold on, throughout their career, the duo recorded with a revolving cast of Mm -hmm. studio musicians. Mm -hmm. There have been like 700 LA studio musicians that have been a part of Steely Dan. So now you can take out band. (laughs) Rolling Stone (laughs) called them the perfect musical antiheroes of the 70s. Steely Dan. (laughs) That was probably their biggest song. I realized halfway through it, I realized halfway through, I'm like, oh, the more I interrupt, the longer this song's gonna play. (laughs) I have to fucking shut up to to ease my pain. Now, I knew, see, going into this, because I know Adrian in the outside world, I knew Mm. there are a number of bands that would have uh, raised your heckles? What, 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 how would you describe that? Yeah, got your, got I, your goat. I am. A, I. 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 You like prof- what you like. I like. I profess to having hate. very, very strong musical feelings, and there are a lot of people who are like, "Hey, open your mind, man. Show love," <laughs> and they have a point. But I just, I. That's one thing. I'm just. I just can't like shit. I don't like that yeah. is garbage. And I know you don't like Billy Joel. 
I, I, know. I, I guess I should feel lucky at this point. <laughs> okay. This is the first time I've ever felt lucky listening to Steely Dan. Okay. Oh, would have Joel been worse? I, that is a really that is a because I did I tried to do some math and I asked your wife <laughs> who's he going to have a stronger reaction to. I was told ahead of time, please don't do hearts. No. You don't like heart, no, and that's okay. We no, won't. No. We won't go into that. At least that. that's a band. They. They. Well, that's a bit, rock well, band. Yeah, but it's okay, the sisters. But it's a revolving cast need, of characters. Got, we already have three bands. Eagles. I, I no. could have done. <laughs> that I would have walked out. Yeah. <laughs> I would have waited outside the door because you agreed to drive me home, and I'd be like, in forty-five minutes, I'd been like, hey, bud, sorry about that, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> you ready to drive me home? <laughs> what, I, what's your Richard? What What are your feelings about Steely Dan? I love them. You do. Oh, yeah. Dumb, you generally, sure. Donald right. Fagan, Walter Becker, I love it. Have yeah. you seen them live in concert? No, I haven't. Okay, not. But do you own this music? Oh yeah, all their art. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just sit here awkwardly I'm trying to a, navigate uh, the politics. I, I actually, the, every while you read that Wikipedia thing, I was like, that's yep, that's not nope. I felt like I was reading like a like a Trump speech. <laughs> like, nope. Again, nope. Nope. Certainly no. Well, I have achieved. A lot, I critical. I, I have a lot to read to you because oh. there are there's so much. There's a their history is big. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I saw on Wikipedia that I knew would get your goat, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> starting with the fact that they met at Bard. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, of course they did. Good lord! Man. Wait, let's just—I'm oh. just gonna keep going just for one more little segment. Here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is like <laughs> uh, what this is this sends like? Me right into <laughs> what does this send you to? This sends me into like a Toyota Tercel <laughs> in like driving down like Ogden Avenue and being like. <laughs> Please, someone up in front, like with friends. Like, did your parents listen to Steely Dan? No, they no. did not. Okay. Zero Steely Dan. But you grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Yes, where, where they gave where you. Where they fucking love Steely Dan. Yeah. It was you. You moved into a house. I think I'm stealing my brother's bit, but I think if, his bit was if you moved into a house in Naperville, Illinois, between the years of like 1970 and 1980, it came with two Bob albums. No matter, even if it was new construction, new construction, it would come with one of these fucking albums, two, yeah, and then maybe like an Eagles Greatest Hits. Steve Miller's Greatest Hits too. Yeah, Steve Miller would be in there. Yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you'd probably get Steely Dan Asia, but How this do I is get this music to stop. Okay, well, this is this is dirty work. <laughs> this okay. is the longest you've ever played music. I know. I know. Just let me read this. Becker and Fagan. It really met. fries my brain. I can't. They think met in '67 at Bard, which is in Annandale on Hudson, New York. It's not even Annandale in Manhattan. On Hudson. <laughs> As Fagan passed of by, of course it's on Hudson. Okay. As, as Fagan passed by the Red Balloon Cafe, he heard Becker playing guitar. Aww. In an interview, he recounted the experience. I hear this guy practicing, and it sounded very professional and contemporary. <laughs> he was like, no, that's that's not me practicing. That's me playing. It sounded like, you know, a black person. Really. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Why? I mean, I don't need to do anything here. They met, they started writing songs, they moved to Brooklyn together, uh. and then they tried to get a job at the Brill Building. Wait, Aww. the quote was it sounded like a black person? Playing guitar. That's Sorry, what I talked he said. Over it. That's what Fagan said about Becker's guitar playing as he strolled by the Red Balloon Cafe. <sighs> wow. And yeah. he thought he was just practicing. Just He just heard a man playing guitar in the Red Balloon Cafe in Annandale on Hudson. And that night, they wrote three <laughs> albums. And that's how three albums of Steely Dan music is created. What do you, can you name one thing that you might hate more than Steely Dan, Billy Joel, Eagles? Oh, musically? Yes. Um, boy. I, I'm not a fan of jazz, but... But well, I hate to get, like. Uh, you're gonna get a lot of jazz and Steely Dan. Well, maybe that's part of why I don't like it. Yeah, because they 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 aspired to that. Wait, what's your go-to music? We haven't established that. That's a good question. I like Richard. rock music. <laughs> not Adrian. Not, may I say this is a I'm Brit. I'm giant Brit, Rolling Stones guy. I'm pretty Brit centric. He's a very uh, big Bruce guy. Bruce. 
Bruce. loves Oasis. He loves the Beatles. And I, I, I'll throw in. I, I mean, Seeger's amazing. Like he, he gets a, you know, he got like Pardo said, he got discovered by dickheads in the sock. But at least he played like rock. That was a song that got in your head. And like, when are you going down the street? I'm a fool to do your dirty boy. You're an asshole. I mean, with that in your head? Yeah, you're not reeling. You're never thinking about reeling in the years. No, if or, that's. Or being Deacon Blue. If that's how you're walking down the street, <laughs> you're shucking and jiving down you, the street. You, you suck. I've got to get to the other side of that street. Because that is yeah. your body rhythm. I don't know. I can't. I. I know I shit talk bands too much. I should but be that, more open. But the, here you're in a you're in a free space, and and I appreciate yeah. that. Safe you're space. A, you're in a safe space. Two on one. You're right. You're in a safe two space. Two against one about Steely Dan. Though. But that's okay. But I don't think Richard has strong strong feelings about Steely Dan. Strong feelings about anything. Right. <laughs> but you like. But you're more metal and rock and hard rock. Yeah, and, rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're more rock. You see my They're point. They're not rock, right? I mean, yeah. I would listen to Oasis over the Steely yeah. Dan. Now you're talking. There we go. Or the Who. Yeah. We we went to the Who. Adrian that, and I went see to that, the Who. You, How you was walk, that show? It was. I was gonna go, but well, Liam was awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's not discount Liam. Yeah. Though he was mad because he had to fight Hollywood traffic to get to the bowl. <laughs> when has Liam not been mad? But this was <laughs> this was this. You could tell because he mentioned it about six times during the show. Yeah, the yeah. cocaine was really kicking in. <laughs> so if you're coked up and you're waiting in a car to get from the Chateau Marmont to the Hollywood Bowl and it takes fifty-seven minutes, <laughs> so when it's, which should take eleven. <laughs> Liam walking up Highland would be the greatest thing oh, in the world. That would be amazing because you'd know immediately his walk is so like yeah. this guy going fucking hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. Nah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I am mad fat. I'll be up there in a fucking minute. Check me out. Buy a fucking hot dog. You know what I'm saying? Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. Nah, 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 nah mate. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's not a hot dog. He was amazing, and the Who were great. Yeah, they're old. They're old. They're they're very they're old. old. They're very very. But that's very the thing old. is like Steely Dan. Like when you're watching the Who, you're like, oh, these are old guys playing that music. Those guys were playing old man music then. Right. <laughs> yes. They're like, let's. What can we play at eighty? That I know one of them's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> light up, light me up. How dare you talk ill oh, about the dead? I, I was gonna bring that up. I know. But... I feel bad. <laughs> I feel sandbagged. Well, I think <laughs> you her- gave me a guy who's dead. Heroin had a lot to do with it too. I think. With Becker in this band, yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't do a deep dive enough to. Wow. I did. I read no it's books. Not on Wikipedia. It's not well, on it's Wik- going in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all those uh, notes. Thank you. One of my favorite things to do with Adrian in the whole world, and he turned me on to this, is watching KCAL Channel 9 News in Los Angeles. Local news. It, it is local Beat news. Beat into me by my dad. My dad was like, big local news guy. Oh, really? Always on. What was, what was your local it. news channel? He usually was like WLS. In Chicago. In Chicago. Uh-huh. Think, no. Well. Did they have a better local news not, than WGN was, had? GN no GN was the best, but I think he would he would do GN and then go over to like NBC, not Uh WLS, NBC. Right, and that was my curfew. It was like be home before the news is over. Oh, because I think it was at ten thirty. Okay, because it's Central Time. Right, the farmers got to get to go to bed, (laughs) (laughs) or whatever that was. I'm not. I'm not staying up any more than this. I gotta get up at four o'clock in the morning. You can forget about it, Carson. <laughs> Go on at eleven thirty, will you? You can fuck right off. I have goats to milk. Central time is an amazing thing. It's so weird. It's, 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 its own I still world. Get it it's its own up. rules. My it's brother its own is so world. like, don't knock Central Time. <laughs> Central Time makes sense. He's so mad. Well, it does for programs. Yeah, it does. It's, it's better actually... TV watching for kids because you get to watch primetime television. Exactly. Exactly. It actually is better. May I admit <clears> to <throat> both of you, if I'm not in bed now by nine forty-seven oh, yeah. p.m., I, I have failed. Yeah. I agree. You agree with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> no, no, you have a child. Uh, yeah, I know. Whose antics could keep you up past 947. Yeah, that's what sucks is when they get old, <laughs> they're like, I'm not going to bed until... I'm like, but I need... Daddy needs hour of drinking without you. And now as you get older... I'm forced to just like, oh, now I got to just drink in front of you. Well, and that's also genetic. 
or growth because <laughs> the alcoholism? little dudes no <laughs> yes it is but for young dudes they just they they stay up later and then I they know. sleep later i know and it just sucks and it's it sucks science. for me because you know now, yeah. now it's like i don't want to watch what you want to watch i want to watch succession and I, you want to watch Bob's watch Burgers, Bob's Burgers again. <laughs> like, dude i can't watch another bob's burgers right now how old is your show? son he's 12 just found Bob's Burgers, uh, yeah. and it's amazing. But it's yeah. like when when you're 12, you just that's like yeah. I did the same thing. I was like, I'm I, that's all I will listen yeah. to. That's probably why I'm like limited in my music. And when I heard Steely Dan, I was like, that is not something I'm going to listen to. Well, I felt the same way. I would just dive in. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I have now discovered the Who. I'm going to listen to everything they did yeah i didn't understand i don't ever think that there was a kid my age at any stage that listened to steely dan that felt like it was your like your teenage ants music yes that's in the 70s well now you've got so you go so you take out rock band right and how does the wikipedia thing start uh steely dan is an american rock band so steely dan is an american band couple of guys who make (laughs) shit your aunt listens to before she gets in her warm bath at the end of the night please go on wikipedia tonight (laughs) and change that you will explode the brains of thirty-seven thousand steely dan nerds around the country they're they're very violent i don't want to unleash that on (laughs) they they, actually they really are because i will say this i'm I'm going out of order a little bit but wikipedia did mention the strength of their cult like audience yeah they get mad yeah yeah yeah, you can't because those fans had to wait like 40 years in between like concert a and concert b yeah they were heroin addicts they were heroin addicts both of them it's going in going in heroin here's the thing they got lucky on the timing. If they don't, if they're not in 1970, right? They're never. Absolutely. I think you're a million. Because we just tolerated weird shit, and then because we were like, oh, the 60s. It was all brand new. Yeah, it was like I have theories on it, but yeah, we just everything had a year to basically cycle throw. Yeah. Jethro Tools, Tall is cool for a year. Deep Purple is cool for a year. We tolerated. Right. And then here's Steely Dan with this weird sound. Because they have all these weird LA jazz musicians playing music. Oh God, this is maybe the this is. You this. know the band Toto came out of Steely Dan. Well, Jeff Picaro was in Steely, Steely Dan. Yeah. yeah. Well, all LA Toto session. Was like a lot of people. Though. Toto were a lot of bands. LA session guys, yeah. like the top session guys. You're like, you can't we give, should have a band. You can't give Steely Dan Toto. I'm a, no, I won't okay. allow it. That's one person. All right, go ahead. No, this is do it again. I know. I'm, I'm just gonna read this to you. Just, see where just, it goes. Just go. Just get this over. over. <laughs> can't buy a thrill was Steely Dan's debut album. It was released in 1972. <clears throat> And it had the singles Do It Again and Reeling in the Years. They charted and they became staples of classic rock radio. That's all I got. Oh. I was going to tell you that uh, yeah, Becker and Fagan, yeah, we're done. Yeah. They, were in, they, they were in a touring <laughs> version of Jay and the Americans for a year before they uh, yeah. did their own thing. Good for them. Yeah. Wait, what was I talking about? Oh, <laughs> nightly news. Oh, yes. so real quick. So at 1030, if I wasn't back... The news went away, okay, and then I then I knew I was late. Oh, but I think that's why I love because the local news they give it to you. They give you the real. Thank you for bringing that back. You're absolutely right. I completely forgot about what I had deal. on the table. But if you didn't get it, pa- it if you didn't get home, anxiety to have like a thing out. Right, but if it's you like if you tick. if you didn't get home, yeah, if you got home after the news was over. I was yeah that Big was trouble. bad. That was bad. Yeah. Big trouble. Yeah. Did you get the belt? No, God, no. I, I would have got the belt. He was a professor. Okay. Yeah. I got the uh, mental got belt. The belt. I got the like the mental I belt. The, <laughs> I don't. Know. I still haven't unpacked what that belt was. I got the mental belt and I got the belt belt, the leather belt. I'm sorry for that. But that's okay. But on the nights that my mom worked, it was we were okay. We were yeah. We were living free, living free and easy. See, so do you? Mm, I think it's too controversial. The belt. A mom belt versus a dad belt? Well, there was the dad belt, then there was the divorce, then mom was just whatever she could grab right. and hit you with. Right, right, right. But they were Irish people. That's how they rolled <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> what did your father teach? He taught political science. Oh. Comparative politics. Um, Professor Wenner was a real deal. <clears throat> 60s, radical. Yeah. Radical. Down with the man. Yeah. Fuck the war. Nixon sucks. Yeah. Right? I'm he not is, buying that Steely Dan shit. Adrian has a picture of a black and white picture of his father. 
with a cigarette in one hand and like raising his hand to speak like Robert's rules of order. Yeah. But it looks like if you were like central casting, like Bernie Sanders in 1968 (laughs) telling the local police that they were wrong. Yeah. 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 Was he at the Chicago Chicago convention riot? No, my mom was there, but my dad, I don't think my dad was there. Your mom was at the riot in Chicago. The 68 in Chicago at the time, I think. But not downtown. But at not Grant downtown. Park. I think they were all like. I mean, they were not going to get their heads knocked in, kind of people. Right. I feel like half that crowd. <clears throat> I had a professor at Northwestern who was there and had a picture of him bleeding. Oh yeah. But I feel like there were a lot of people that just went down, just hoping that something would happen. Well, yeah, and they knew. I think. I mean, there's a great book uh, called Oh Shit Boss. I think mm-hmm. about daily. Okay. And about that, it's it's a great. Royko wrote it. It's a great Mike like, Royko. Yeah, it's a the Chicago great, writer. It's a great overview of that period because it also gives like the real daily kind of Chicago. Like what he really believed. Yeah, yeah, that kind of other side of things. Because right. you if you were a cop and then you were looking at a bunch of hippies, yeah, you know, college kids screwing up Grant Park. There's also, you know. You're like, oh, let me kick that kid. Absolutely. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot going oh, yeah. on. It wasn't just cops and <laughs> well, cops that, and anti-war. That never goes. That never went away. <laughs> oh, no, man. No. no cops that, don't like hippies fucking up parks. Yeah. Today and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just don't. Exactly. <laughs> they, they love defending parks. Oh no. <laughs> we got we have a couple songs to to, to read through. Oh. Can you? This pos- is like. Yeah, go ahead. Could you possibly name the record that yeah. Ricky don't Ricky lose don't that lose that number, number was on? It's on. Um, it's on. Pass the milk. Is it? Am I right? Intravisions. Intravisions. No, it's on pretzel logic. I use that phrase a lot. Uh, you use that phrase a lot, yeah. Richard. Pretzel logic. Me, in, in in what context? Just when somebody's n- trying to make sense of something, it, it just and it's not. How often does that come up? In my business, <laughs> a lot. He he deals it in a business of numbers. Yeah. And people making decisions based on numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. My whole logic is pretzel logic. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm talking about the business of the Brando cast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> five sheets, uh, five different sheets from different sheet sets on my bed. Yeah, fuck it. If I'm hearing this, I'm like, I am definitely <laughs> losing this number. <laughs> this is how you end a party. Oh, this God. is a party trick. Put this on. Get everybody out. Get everyone so, out the door. That should be included in their Wikipedia. <laughs> also, also <laughs> amazing, <laughs> amazing party enders. Discovered as top-notch party enders in 1978. <laughs> Steely Dan's album shot through the roof <laughs> as parents everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. No, I'm okay. Presser Logic was released in early 74. A diverse set. It introduced the group's most success- <laughs> successful single, Ricky Don't Lose That Number. It hit number four on the on the charts. But there was a riff. Four? There was a riff growing in Steely Dan at this point in the in the early 70s between Fagan and uh, Becker oh. and Jeff Skunk Baxter. Skunk. The, Skunk Baxter, the guy with the long went on to be in the Doobie oh, Brothers, the guy yeah, with the hat and the glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. and the long, long mustache who invented like jet propulsion or something. Uh, <laughs> that guy that guy wanted to be a rock band and tour, and Becker and Fagan were getting more and more and they're into like, the we're idea. definitely not being a rock band. <laughs> yes. And if we're ever described as a rock band, someone should change our bio. You either like rock and roll or you like Steely Dan. So, so okay, I quit. Me, Jeff, Skunk Baxter, and he quit. And that was the end of... That was the end of, like, there was an early band that was kind of stable, but then after that, it was like, if I read you the number of musicians that appeared on their next record, well, we'll get into that. Will we? Let me cut that out. We'll, we'll cut that out. Will we? It's pretty amazing. All right. Ricky, don't lose that number. You never put that on a mixtape for a girl? God, no. <laughs> God, no. What did you put on a mixtape for a girl? Did you ever make a mixtape for a girl? Oh, God, yeah. That was the move. Yeah. Wow. I made millions of mixtapes. Tell me. Well, the thing we... So we, so you did the, you, you know, you do the trick where you're like, oh, 
they're about to play, you know, fucking My Best Friend by Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to, like, if I hit record, I don't have to buy that tape. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> you recording off the FM. I'm, I'm recording. Off the FM radio. Dude, I'm, right. like, making okay. mixtapes off the FM. Wow. That's that's Cheap. Chill. Cheap, cheap. And, cheap and yeah, I guess. Do you, do you miss the first three seconds of all of those songs? Well, that's how thing? you got. You started to get good at. It. I started to get really good at it. Like, listen. I mean, this is like, because what? What else did we have to do? For once the homework oh, was nothing. done, you there was no internet. So I was like, no Twitter, I'm no impress, Facebook. I am going to impress this girl and just like get her a mixtape of all. This. And then I would. So I would call the college station. Oh, in Naperville. Okay, because Naperville had a, was that Wheaton? No, North Central College. Okay, a tiny liberal arts college. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Can you play my best friend yeah. by Queen? Yeah, and will you let me know? <laughs> and will you say from Adrian to Andrea? How old are you, kid? Uh, 38 <laughs> I love your station And okay, by the way Can you like not talk over it I would literally give them notes like Because I'd like get it And then they'd be like Hey And then there's that And we are A W oh, What was it I can't remember And it was like uh, Hey this goes out to Adrian To Andrea or, And then the song would be going I'd be like Stop Stop talking <laughs> Stop and then, and then I'd you know but, you know, they'd do it, and I'd be like, can, can you, like, play it, like, in five minutes so I'm ready? <laughs> That's amazing. So I would do, yeah. I'm, oh, I would do so many. Actually, I dated a woman who's, like, she turned me on to a ton of shit that I would not have gotten into. Like? Like Kate Bush. Oh, like, who um, Richard loves. Yeah. Yeah, who this else? woman's work came up on I think Betsy's podcast. Yeah. I was yes. like, "That's a great last, song," a great and I think song. that was on one of the mixtapes. But it was, uh, and they yeah, both I made fun of me. Yeah, I know, and I was so mad, sad. but because um, that is a great song. It's a great song. Um, but yeah, I would do I would do a lot of Rolling Stones. I would do you know, God, I, I wish I could find those things now. I I know that um, there there was a Rolling Stones song. Um, on their uh, England's England's newest hitmakers, yes, and it's called uh, oh shoot, I'm totally blanking on the name, but it's like a one minute two song, mm-hmm. so it was a perfect ender. It was like on the end of all my mixtapes because gotcha. the, the real class move would be like no 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 trailer. Yeah, yeah, oh, you can't have perfect, any trailer. Perfect no time. no 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 no. So you'd like plot it and shit and. So by the time I was going from FM to a tape to another tape to yeah. another tape, they must have sounded like mud. Can I pull Richard into an amazing story? Can I tell you the story of Adrian and his wife? Yeah. Do you mind if I tell the story, Adrian? Because it's an incredible story for people. Do you guys need any background music for this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you play Steely Dan, you oh my god. <laughs> okay, here's how he met his best friend. Okay, from my perspective. Um, in the, this is almost what now, 19 years ago, 20 years ago, 21, 21 years ago. Okay. So my dear friend, Betsy, her relationship, her first marriage is coming to an end. She moves into the Chateau Marmont because <laughs> a dear friend of ours from college, a man named Phil Pavel, who's going to be a part of the story, um, was running the Chateau and got Betsy a good Southside room, Phil. got Betsy a good room. And here you are, you're figuring out your next step. You're separated from your husband. Here you are. <clears throat> now, back in the day... This is 98? This is 97. 97. This 97. is the, the end of the summer, 97. This is like September, 97. October, 97, perhaps. Because Phil used to employ Northwestern students as house staff of the Chateau Marmont, including this gentleman across the table from me. Remember, he's writing on Grey's Anatomy now. But in 1997, in October 97, you were on house staff at Chateau Marmont. Going places. House staff? Or, right. What, what would you call it? Kitchen staff? Um, yeah. I was staff. a room service waiter. Room service waiter at the House Chateau Marmont. it sound very Downton Abbey. Going somewhere because he was yanked out to Los Angeles because his improv group from Chicago was getting a lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, HBO was interested in, in your your group. <clears throat> Bitter Noah, correct? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we'd come out with uh, an improv show and... Uh, 
Oh, we sold the show to MTV, I think. That right. was the thing. Right. But back then, MTV paid you $5 Literally, for a show. Yeah, we, we did 200 episodes and or something. And a box of Capri Suns. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but you're going somewhere. But, yeah. but to make ends meet, you're working at the Chateau for Phil. That's right. So Phil had a feeling that Adrian and Betsy would hit it off. Mm. And how did he send you up to her room? Um, he, I think he went up to her room to like tell him, tell her about his date or something and then, uh, ordered a burger and said, I'd like Adrian to bring it up specifically. So I think I was like in the kitchen. <laughs> I was probably trying to hide, hiding right. <laughs> so I wouldn't <laughs> try to not do to anything. Work. And someone was like, Adrian, you have to drag this burger up to 58. And I was like, ugh. And that's how, that was the instruction I got. So you go up to 58? Yeah, and it was... She answered the door. Right. And I was like, hey. And then plopped this burger down. Yeah. And Phil was like, uh, thanks for the burger. Or no, I, I, I guess I was really salty. She says I was like, here's your burger, Phil. Like of course I you were. Sort of annoyed that I'd been <laughs> taking off my self-imposed smoke break. And... Uh, and then she, and Phil's like, oh, this guy went to Northwestern. And she said, what year did you graduate? And I said, 95. And she said, something like, you have no idea how much that turns me on. And I was like, still salty. And I was like, yeah, I do. And then I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was it. That's all I needed. I think he did a pre-sell on you then. No. No? Oh, not that one. But then later he was like, Dad, you know, you should totally like. You should totally like call up her there. up, yeah. and you know. But then there was all kinds of other shit that happened. That because like the next day, after I met, I'd been butchering this, and Betsy would be livid at what I'm leaving out. But the next day, my that improv group, fresh off our MTV sale, <laughs> was, Bitter Noah, Bitter Noah, was going to FX to pitch our sketch show. Which, mm-hmm. which was really a funny sketch show. Mm-hmm. We had some... We had, like a Mad TV kind of show? Yeah, it was like... When, right. when, Featuring it was all like of you guys. the state. I think it was like the year of the state. Totally understood. Was, was, it, it's like that's right. the sliding doors right. of my life or whatever. We had this we had this sketch called Der Spicen Mention, mm-hmm. which was the German boy band group that the Spice Girls um, had like completely ripped off all their songs. Okay, <laughs> it was such a good yeah. Der Spicen Mention. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, and then so we were at this we were at the um, offices at FX, and there's a and I'm telling these guys about and. and and one woman we had we had a woman in our group Cara McNamara Cara McNamara the funniest of all of us and then we there was a manila envelope there and it said Betsy Thomas in big red letters and I was like that's the woman I met last night and they were like that's so weird and then I saw her in the in the hallway of the chateau and I said hey I saw your name at FX today and she said oh that's my short film and I said, I'd love to see it sometime. And she said, oh, yeah, well, come by. When, when, are, you, when are you off? And I said, midnight. She's like, come on by. And I'll show you. You never got out of that room, did you? Nope. 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 Cut to them so about was- to enter into their new home. Yeah. It worked <laughs> out. It always works out at the Chateau Marmont. That is great. That is where love happens. I, I, I love. was actually brought on, like, ostensibly yeah. their second date because Betsy's like, okay. The guy I met at the Chateau, he's got an yeah. improv group. This and was, you, we got to go see him. Will you come yeah. with me? Yeah. And they were performing at the one of the theaters there on Wilcox in yeah. Santa Monica yeah. in that row. That, the very there's first either improv amazing Olympic. things or the worst things yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fucking crushed it. Yeah. And I was like, we were oh, so lucky. That, that show, if destroys. that show sucked. That would that would have, she would have walked out and never looked back. Well, she would have and probably had have. a fun week with you, but then she would have kicked you to the curb and, and moved on. Wow, cool. I don't know. Do, do you have any good stories from the Chateau Marmont? Yeah. Oh, please, yeah, I, dude. Yeah. Can you give Mr. Sheltinga a walk-in? Okay. So, <laughs> Christopher Walken stayed there. Yeah. For chunks of time while I was there. And I got fascinated with him because he was just such a super soulful dude. And he would come downstairs and just sort of like watch people. And I would walk up to him and he wouldn't know me from Adam. But we had this weird like two, three month relationship where he would be like, 
these 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 men they look like secret agents at like a party <laughs> because he would he'd look at a party he'd come down from his from literally the his top room. floor top floor yeah. come down to a party where there'd be like security guys with like earpieces and then he would just stand there and I'd, I'd be like oh I see him and they'd walk over and I'd be like what's going on Mr. Walken and he'd be like these men what are they doing <laughs> it was so great because I got. You know, Give him the cat story. Oh, so, okay, so one morning, I didn't work mornings a lot, but I had to work this one. And so, it's sure, you're on at like 6.45, and Walken was never up before noon. In fact, I watched him <laughs> bitch out the front desk one morning. Because no, it was like the afternoon. I just come someone on. Someone came to my room. He was like, no, he was at like nine o'clock. It's like, uh, if you're not gonna wake me up at nine at twelve, then don't tell me you're gonna wake me up at twelve. He was like passive aggressively telling them that they missed his noon wake up call, <laughs> which I was like, good on you, man. That's ballsy. So he was never up. I was delivering a breakfast on on the sixth floor. And the elevators always, like, were, they were home at, on the ground floor. And one of them was on seven. And I was like, why is that elevator on seven? Because there was only, like, three rooms up there, and one of them was Watkins. And it comes down, and I have, like, a tray of old dishes. And the door's open, and it's Christopher Walken standing in the middle of the, hall, of the, of the elevator in, like, black sweatpants, black T-shirt, with his hair jet black, slicked back. It was during Suicide Kings. He was shooting Suicide Kings. His hair was slicked back. He looked like hell, like so white. And stacked on his left and right side were, like, three cat crates, like, big pet crates. Three on one side, two on the other, filled with meowing kittens. <laughs> Just, like, 15 of them. And I was like, I'm getting in. Those elevators are super small. And I was like, I'm getting into this elevator. I want to see where this is headed. And I shove myself in. And these cats are just going. And, and we just ride down in silence for like, like three floors. And then walk in kind of like looks at me like a little bit like, um, I should say something. So he just goes. Uh-huh. Hush. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he did. Hush. 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 Did you figure out why he had all these cats? I think I learned. <laughs> I ran. I don't know if I'm dreaming this, but I think that our friend Johnny Galecki was on that movie. He was on Suicide Kings. And I think one day he said, oh, there was like a bunch of kittens on the set of this big mansion they were shooting at. Okay. And he was like, those kittens, I'm do they have homes? Home. Oh, and he no. took them home like the guy, like the AD gave him all the kittens. Hey, he uh, ben, brought, ben, go to two. Ben, go to two. Ben, go to yeah. two. Uh, Walker wants to know if he, he could take these kittens home. But, hey, Gina, go to three. Can Walker and take the kittens home? Okay. Oh, my God. What kit? We fine. <laughs> Whatever he wants. <laughs> and then he brought him back the next day. I could have that story wrong. Uh, where, uh, where are you going to get six boxes of, of cats like that? Hush. That's so great. <laughs> Iowa. I love people from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so Cut good. to you pitching McDreamy coming back to Grey's Anatomy tomorrow. <laughs> That's my pitch for you. Wait, what's this one? Oh. <laughs> Do you know this one? Wait a minute. Wait Do you know the name of it? Hold on, hold on. Let me get I don't even have this to read is... any of this garbage. Doodle doodle squeak goosh. That is. Listen to that jazz. Your name is Such a Ravinia band. It's such a Ravinia band. Just old people humping on a lawn <laughs> to this music at Ravinia. No, you want to be invited to the Newport Jazz Festival. That's what they wanted. When you meet at were they Bard... Ever? I'm sure they were. When you meet at Bard... That's all you want to do. And you move to Brooklyn together, and you just work with L.A. jazz guys. Uh, I just... What, what is that instrument that makes that... First of all, that bass, that bass, that boom, yeah. It's probably fretless, right? Yeah, it's so hateful. Okay, so their sixth album, The Jazzed Influenced Asia, was released in September of 1997. Released top five in the U.S. And it won, listen to this, it won the Grammy Award, ready for this Grammy? For engineer, best engineered recording, non-classical. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what Asia won a Grammy for. One more time for engineer, best engineered recording, non-classical. These guys are really complaining. We have to think of an award to give these guys. These bard guys will not stop calling us. I have to fucking be on a phone with <laughs> Donald Fagan every other day. Hey, this is Don. Can I talk to my manager, oh my please? Oh, my God. This is not how this works, you know, man. I really think Asia's good enough for us to get a Grammy. What do you think about uh, engineered, best engineer? Uh, fine, class- fine. <laughs> Jesus. Can, can you make sure you submit us? Asia. Asia. Other. Yeah. That, <laughs> what is Asia? That's what the is name a- of their a- album? AJA. Yeah. I oh, know. no. Asia knows text no more. I'm sure it has some super stupid Sanskrit I, meaning. I, Wikipedia has where they got their name. I think their name is from like a Burroughs poem. They're like an onion of gross, like bard, bard shit. (laughs) Can you imagine bard in the late sixties? Oh man, man. Oh, I don't even. Why would? Yeah, exhausting. It, It is exhausting. That was peg. Peg? Peg. Oh, peg. It will come back to you. I can't believe you haven't given me my least favorite, which is... Oh, I'm not even going to say it, because then you'll play I it. don't know. Well, we're, we only have a couple more of these left. I got enough of a reaction out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read bad. you some notes in a I little while. I, I, I no, feel like I've to feel bad about. my point. I mean, the, the, the thing is, like, if you, if you like that stuff, great, but don't put it on the loop. Right. You know, that's not a that's not a band. That's like it feels like every time they get on to a classic rock station or yeah. any kind of rock station that I'm listening to, yeah. even when I was a kid, yeah. it feels like putting a really really creepy horror movie preview in front of like an animated feature. <laughs> it's like don't do that. You can't you can't You're put mixing on, genres. You can't put it Right. The trailer right. in front of like Inside Out, you're going to scare the shit out of my kid and frankly me. I don't want to see that. You don't like horror movies, do I you? I don't like horror movies. I don't like horror movie posters. <laughs> that one of that little girl, that little girl like with the with the like like the ceramic face laying down next to the other one. That What's was that one. I don't know. This do you is know us. What, do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a it was like a little Girl laying in bed, and then this creepy doll like stooping over her shoulder. I was like, and it was on every billboard for like a month. I was like, I I don't want to see that. I dream about it. Yeah, I don't know horror movies. I don't like them. Yeah. What's your favorite? I don't. What What is your favorite kind of movie? Uh, I love like a comedy that's like. I love like a Midnight Run, Big Lebowski, like a comedy that's not like that's like twisted or a little weird or dark or. You know what I mean? My favorite thing to do with Adrian is to watch a high-speed chase in Los Angeles, oh. specifically covered by Captain Stew. It does feel on like Channel Nine. It feels like we we won that night. We were it, like, oh yeah! It's really like scratching a dollar on a scratch lotto ticket. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's a nice little bonus. And every now and then, like we won't be together, and right. I'll be like, oh shit! Call. Good, good call. I get a text, good and morning. it says, "Turn on Channel 9. <laughs> and then we're on the phone. And there have been times, Richard, when it's been Valley Side because we don't live too far from oh, each yeah. other, this where is... we. We hear the sirens outside in the world. Yeah. There was one night where there was a crash on the intersection of Riverside and Colfax, which is not far from your lovely home. Yeah, I think that was And like we fatal. watched that live. And yeah, I think I was, was on the one. phone with you going like, oh, wait, was that's that? Marie Etzier. Oh, yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. there were two. One, a guy put his Ferrari through um, Reno's Pizza. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck you do that? Like in yeah, those, you, When you're coked like, up on like Ventura in a Ferrari. Above, it's like eight feet above the street. When you're coked up on Ventura <laughs> in a Ferrari, there's a lot of obstacles. Well, there's also these stupid tools that buy Ferraris and don't know how to drive them. Oh, God. Uh, a million percent. Uh, young you, the YouTube, internet bros. All YouTube you bros. Do, the YouTube people, yep. you just need to Google search like dudes who can't control their sports yeah. cars. Yeah. <laughs> it goes forever. Yeah. Right. Oh, my son and I watched that one night. We were like, let's watch this down. Yeah. Let's just watch these down. And Here's a laugh. teen with a Lamborghini. Yeah, just, and it's about to Light, yeah. light on fire. And it's like, yeah, exactly. They spark. Right. They usually... And then you like a spark and then the whole pack of it's on fire. And the guy's like, oh, shit, man. I wrecked my Ferrari. When they think they could do a trick. Or, or they just go... <laughs> immediately smash. <into> it. 
there's there's <laughs> a famous one in London, right, of a Lamborghini yeah. or a Ferrari, yeah. and the guy wants to do a speed <laughs> test from point A to point yeah. B, and just f- slams it right into a house. <laughs> I could watch that all day. Yeah. I really could. There's like a Berlin one that he just goes right over like a giant median. Yeah. So that's how you crash into Reno's Pizzeria, which is eight feet elevated off Ventura at Tahanga. That's how you crash into Reno's. Yeah. Yeah. Coked up. Yeah, but we've we have watched so many and we love Captain (laughs) Stu Mandel. Yeah, we do the uh, game of like Stu's over. Normad, <laughs> right, Normad, yeah. California, and then we'll pause it and be like, "Guesses on where Normad is." It's just south is of it the near 60. Norco? <laughs> yeah. right. If you don't know it, it's out on the sixty. Billings, California. <laughs> I have no idea where that is. I've lived in LA for thirty years. I've never heard of it. Just north northeast. What was the it? valley that was on fire recently? The Parumba Valley. <laughs> the Jerupa Valley. Jerupa. Never heard of it. Oh. Sorry, it's on fire. God bless you, Jerupa. Hey, guess what? This is the only Steely Dan song I like. Oh, now you admit it. No, just this one. There's something catchy about this one. Is Time there? Time out of mind, yeah. Is there? If you turned it off right now, it would be out of my head. Tonight when I chase the dragon. This is like, um, this is like a, a song. It's, you know how like you babble fish, like Chinese, like you, like you'll give a title. Translate to Chinese, translate it back. Yeah. That's what Steely Dan is for wedding bands. <laughs> This is like a wedding band. If a wedding band wrote a song, taught it to Steely Dan instead of vice versa. And they're like, yeah, we'll play that. We'll play that with bard knowledge. So, so by the way, Chasing the Dragon is heroin. Yeah. Oh. Right. So you're saying that there was some heroin addiction oh, in yeah. Steely Dan. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm sure that's on Wikipedia. Adrian, you can add that into Wikipedia when you <laughs> go in later in. tonight. There were heroin addicts. <laughs> Becker and Fagan took a break from song. Writing for most of seventy. They took a break from breaking up parties, <laughs> <laughs> and then they then they started work on Gaucho. Uh, the project, Gaucho. That was the name of the record. Gaucho. You gotta start letting me guess these names. <laughs> you uh, th- that's our, that'll be our new game. Name Steely Dan record. Yeah, Katie did. Uh, the project would not go smoothly. <laughs> that might be. <laughs> I don't even want to read any of this shit. Uh, poor Becker went through a lot uh, in the late seventies. Um, his girlfriend died of a drug overdose oh, in their Upper West Side apartment. Jesus. He was sued for seventeen million bucks because of that. He settled out of court, but he was shocked by accusations and tabloid press coverage that followed that case. Soon after, Becker was struck by a taxi while crossing a Manhattan street, and he shattered his right leg in several places and forced him to use crutches. Now, Steely Band disband, uh, disbanded in June of 1981. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Becker, Becker and his family moved to Maui, where he became an avocado rancher and a self-styled critic. Can you imagine of the contemporary scene? I I really hope Jimmy Buffett and he like like ran into each other in Maui. Yeah. Well, Mick Fleetwood lives in Maui. What are you doing here? Um, I'm an avocado rancher. <laughs> what are you doing? Doing. No drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my partner got in trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, Mick Fleetwood has a bar in in Maui. <laughs> Where like all these, if you go on YouTube, the people that show up to sing songs at Mick Fleetwood's bar when he's in town. Uh-huh. Brian Johnson from ACDC singing "Get Your Kicks" on Route 66 <laughs> with the Mick Fleetwood band is an incredible video because Brian Johnson knows Route 66. Oh yeah, and he's singing it like this <laughs> with, the, with Mick Fleetwood playing drums. This is like a year ago. That's awesome. Just having a blast. <laughs> so Becker died. He did eventually yeah. die. Cancer? I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sensitive. Man. I thought I, I was going to be the one getting letters. Uh, yeah, be. I don't know how. Yeah, he just died. He died. Too bad. Here, play, play, do this. No, just keep, don't no, play no, anymore. No, there's another one. Oh, God. You remember this one? Oh, my God. Honestly, I... I think maybe I didn't even realize this, this was Steely like Dan. Fleetwood Mac, actually. Yeah. I think maybe I thought this was... Toto? Because this is as far into this song as I've ever gotten. Josie? I guarantee you. I've stopped it. I do not know what you happens never heard at this, this point. 
This is, I'm telling you, it's Babblefish <laughs> Wedding Band. It is like so bad. This is not, you can't even, do you dance to this? I don't know. I think you smoke weed to it. And you, <laughs> no. pl- and you play it on your headphones. What's, I remember that about Steely Dan. Like older kids, like that was their shtick. They uh, thought that they could crank it on their headphones and smoke weed and it would and give it would them a cool experience. Somehow? Yes. I no. swear to God, because it sounded different than rock. I think that's why people loved it so much in that way. It I swear sounded to God. different from rock because it's not rock. I had a friend in grade school who I can't name because his brother went crazy. Uh, sadly. But because he was doing a shit ton of Steely Dan? I, think I believe so. it. Well, oh, and no, all, all really? kinds of other stuff. The brother had like a room in the basement of the house oh, that so was tricked out big time for stereo, uh-huh. speakers, headphones, top of the line, everything. So we would sneak in this room when the guy was gone and listen to all this stuff, you yeah. know, FM yeah. music of the late 70s yeah. at big volume. And I think that that's what they were doing. So he he had his whole room like, so it wasn't like you'd put on headphones and sort of go in your own world. You'd be like, oh, look, this wall of sound. He could do, he could do both. Oh, he could okay. do wall of sound. And he drove himself crazy with he, Well, he, 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 <laughs> He he was schizophrenic. He went oh, crazy. Well, we smoked a lot of weed, listened to a lot of Pink Floyd, and eventually see, like showed I, up naked at a neighbor's house and tried to rob their blah, 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 see, whatever. I would argue that if Judas Priest is responsible for that dude blowing half his no, face off, no. then Steely Dan is equally responsible for that. Whatever happened to that poor poor gentleman's fate? Understood. Understood. Because they did not help him. But I think if he'd listened to like Led Zeppelin three over and over again, that's a different. He doesn't hurt been us. Okay, you're working on Grey's Anatomy now. You've listened to Led Zeppelin three billions and billions of times. Yeah, didn't hurt you. No, made me who I am. I remember the first time I ever heard that we were going into some weird cross country ski lodge, and my brother had slipped me a tape, and I was like. You know, listen to Bronny or Bronny or Stomp. Yeah, just like whoa. Yeah, this is that's amazing. rock. That's but rock. But it's like rock. That's what uh, it's. Fo- there's some yeah. mystical folk going on, but, they but have, it's still rock. But it's still Led Zeppelin, right? Not I'll just, these punks. I'll just read a couple things about Steely Dan. They they did disband, but they re- reunited in 1993. Then they made a couple of records and they kept touring. They've sold 40 million albums worldwide. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll no. Hall of Fame. That's where I go. In March no. of 2001. So fuck you, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because Iron Maiden's not in. Yeah. Judas Priest is not in. Motorhead is not in. T Rex is not in. Wayne Kramer is not in. Yeah. They're fu- fucking the MC5, in. Fuck you. That, that yeah, is ridiculous. You. you know, have your manager call and bitch at the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then maybe you can start your baby Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Where your jazz like, Rock yeah, and Roll. Or you're like best, best engineering of sound not <laughs> offensive to birds or whatever the fuck Grammy you won. And Engineer, make that rock. Best recording engineer. Best recording engineer, not for good music. VH1 ranked Steely Dan number 82 on their list of 100 greatest musical artists of all time. 82? Yeah. That, what's 83? (laughs) You should know what 83 is, and I already... Loverboy? They're above it. <laughs> Put them up. You're falling fast, Steely Dan. You're now 84. What's what's 85? What's 85? I would guess that if Steely Dan is 82, I would guess that 85 is Uriah Heep. Congratulations. <laughs> Take six steps back. You are now 86, Steely Dan. <laughs> Pat Benatar. <laughs> 88. <laughs> Pat Benatar rocks. Compared she to does Steve rock. Dan. I don't think she's... Oh, she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's up for induction now, oh. nerds. So if you go to the Rock and Roll website, you get five votes for the bands that are up this year. We Judas Priest fans are... Oh, yeah. yeah. Priest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And never vote for Kurt Schilling. <laughs> to be anything. <laughs> to be in any Hall of Fame ever. Because yeah. he's a dickhead. <laughs> Kurt Schilling. Every time that asshole opens his mouth, I tweet at him. You're never going to get in the Hall of Fame. Did you know who's the best Twitter follow? David Crosby. Yeah, he's amazing. You uh, you turned me on to that. Uh, he today he's been tweeting up a storm, and people are asking him like, "Are you going to get back together with CS?" And like he gets that every half hour and hour of his life. Are you guys getting back together? And he's like, "No, they hate me." <laughs> he literally said it like four different times today. He said Neil hates him. He said that he said that Nash is stuck. He used the word stuck, 
And then he said that he and Steven, he thinks, are still friends. That's not a band that you would want to see live, like, now. No, well, right. That's going to be just... They're all That's just going to be singing against the track, pretending they're singing. Have right? Those, the, they can't do that. Have you seen the new Crosby documentary? Not yet, and I'm dying to, because really it's good. amazing, right? Yeah, You've seen it? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's incredible. It's really sad. It's sad, sad because... Yeah. You can give us some cliff notes. Just the guy at the end of his life. Uh, right. Well, is he, does he have, is he suffering from some physical ailments right now? He that, just says, you know, look, I'm at the end of my life. I got oh. eight stents in my heart. I, I well, can't get another one. Should have been dead in 1970. Yeah. yeah. Have he's a second on, liver. Yeah. yeah. He's, he knows he's on his way out. Understood. Diabetes. But he's open to doing it again. He is. Yes. But they hate him. He'll never do it. He'll yeah. I think him. he's just, I think he's just a pill. But he's amazing. He's think, an amazing pill. Aren't they all kind of pills? Musicians are all crazy. Yeah. Richard, yeah. correct? Yeah. Actors and musicians are crazy. Artists are crazy. Yeah. Artists are crazy. Because you have but to, because the part of your brain is missing. Are, the part of your brain that's like, you have bills that need to be paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't exist. And I think it's particularly bad for people who are like recognizably like, like art, like geniuses. No, I think like the, the celebrity of music and, and acting in particular drive you just that next level that that notch up cuz once you're like once you feel like you're known that's then you start like reading about yourself and worrying about yourself and that's like drives you into without revealing stress. anyone's identity <clears throat> could you possibly give me a quick story of a mad tale of an actor on a show without uh, without without saying the show Hiding their identity by gender or however you want to do it. Can you basically just give me a quick story of one of the craziest things you've ever seen an actor do on the set of a television show? Because this gentleman you know has worked on so many shows. You probably need some background music oh. to think about. So. <laughs> no, this genuinely, I feel like I'm not at my game because this is like, it's a reason I was in the Tercel going, turn this off. <laughs> I can't think with this on. <laughs> It's honestly like, what is this song? Is well, this I was like going to play us out with this song. The, breezing through the weeds. Oh, this is Deacon Blues. Oh, Deacon Blues. Yeah, this is the one. This is this this. I was going to play you us out. You knew exactly where to where to put the knife. <laughs> Deacon Blues is probably the one Betsy and I fight over the most. <laughs> Did she like it? Yeah. Yeah. Deacon Blues. Okay, okay. I'll quick, try to. Quick, quick I'll stop. Try, I'll try to. No, you can play it. It's fine. I I know what I'm in for. Um, but An it does. Actor. Just being a dick, an actor blowing your gaskets, <laughs> an actor throwing it's a tantrum. It's so hard to do it because I'm You'll definitely revealing like the, at least the show because it almost always involves like an impression of. I'll t- can I be more general? Yes. Here's the general note. I will, there's my general note. It's like when if and I get you're like an artist and I get that like. As an actor, you're not like you're not exactly fulfilled on TV because you don't really control the fate of your character. Mm-hmm. The thing, the, the but what it all always almost always boils down to is like you. They have a they have when it gets weird. They, it's because they having they cannot disconnect from the character they're playing. Right, and they're like, well, I don't want to look like dick or dumb or. Whatever, and that's them themselves. They it, don't want to look stupid as themselves. Yeah. and you're like, no, your character you. needs to look dumb. Yeah, exactly. Right, and it's just like losing that thread is almost always what sends them into like a uh, because they don't they can't articulate that. Right, so they just act out in a weird way of like just like uh, you don't know you know how to write or whatever or, you know this is. This is bad storytelling. You know, they act out and they lash out. Right. But it's got to be complicated for a TV actor because they do it every week. Yeah. And then they're identified on the street as that actor. Exactly. So they actually, they're actually worried about their reputation Absolutely. through their character. And this is why they shouldn't check Twitter because yeah. when it, when it's airing, these shows air and you just watch these people just be like, yeah. fuck Stewie yeah. Larson or whatever their character's name right. is. And they're like, this guy's an asshole. And then they just read people. Just they take a shelling or their like weird alter personality takes a shelling on Twitter. And then they just like come back to you like, I don't think um, my character would. S-. And you're just like, like, 
I get it. I get why it's hard because yeah. it's like, yeah. Movie actors don't have that same. Right. Issue. They can, yeah, but they, they take it every now and then when they're announced as Batman and people are like, fuck this guy. He's Batman. <laughs> fuck him. But yeah. it's like, it's, they're not like making fun of them as a person. Now basically everything is fuck that decision. Yeah, exactly. Because 100% now, now we just rule by Twitter or whatever. But I think like, yeah, you're right. It does suck. But, but what I always go back to is like, yeah. Why does your job not have an element that sucks? Every job has an element that sucks. So this is your job. That This is the part of your job that sucks, and deal with it. And looking dumb is funny. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't have a dumb character, right. you're fucked. you got to have a dumb guy. That's right. You just look back on the, the entire history. of It goes back to Aristotle. you got to have a dumb guy. Right not, on. On, not on Grays. Everyone's smart on Grays. I, I, I'm not saying anything about your current gig. I'm sure everyone no, is amazing. They're all great. It's awesome. I'm still pitching McDreamy comes back somehow. The Ghost of McDreamy. I don't know the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the show. Adrian, we've been talking here with Richard oh my God. for an hour. Oh, my God. We're done. It's been great, man. The Brando Dude, cast yeah. is over. I'm glad I got to hang with Richard. Thank you. And you, obviously. Well, of but course. like, I, this is new. I think I'm uh, walking your dogs tomorrow morning. Uh, thank you so very much for coming down out of your busy schedule because I know you're on set this week. Yeah. That Grey's Anatomy, which is about Dr. Gray, <laughs> which I just learned today, which is an amazing fact. I love it so much. Richard, of course, thank you as always tings. for coming down here. Tings. The tings, shells, shells, shell fingers. Shells and tings. For coming down on a Sunday. Yeah, I appreciate it. What are you it. playing us out with? Oh, oh great. Hey! Now, that's music. God, thank you for talking. Torturing me for an hour. I mean, well, listen to this compared to that dickhead. This is rock. Yeah. <sighs> Wailing away on. This is like. Boo, boo, boo. They're not a rock. 